heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Well, this first one we're going to cover today, my fellow Americans, is the uh, court case heard around the world here. This one, everybody is tuning into this thing. Uh, this is a live action, real time uh, soap opera uh, played out uh, where it's all being exposed. All the dirty laundry you could possibly ever imagine. It's all put out there. Talk about, uh, you know, destroying your uh, career and uh, potentially uh, stepping into something that to maybe you regret thereafter. This is a classic case of that. And you know what I'm talking about here now. I am talking about uh, Fonnie Willis and uh, the case out of Fulton County, uh, Georgia. Uh, this is the uh, the Rico, the racketeering uh, case. And in fact, we had Sidney Powell on last weekend and we couldn't talk about that specific because that's a live case. Uh, we had her on Viewpoint this past weekend and uh, yeah, we couldn't dive into the nuances of that yet. Uh, but uh, that may be imploded here. We'll see. And we also have the special counsel, Robert Herr, and that story. These are two wacky cases, if there were any. These two are at the top of the heap here. And there's a lot of this stuff all over the place. This is really, I, I think if you're going to sum up 2024 thus far, we kind of knew it was going to be this way. But this is going to be Lawfare 2024 USA. That's the campaign we're talking about here in 2024. Welcome into the voice of a nation. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here. A privilege to be with you always, my fellow Americans. Thank you for joining me on the broadcast. A lot to cover here, and we're going to do it all today here with Trevor Loudon. Joins me. I'm excited to have Trevor on for the next hour with us, and we'll get in our in our seats here, put our seatbelts on. And uh, Trevor is an analyst, a terrific analyst, a political commentator, author, speaker, filmmaker, uh, just a great voice for freedom, I always say. Uh, terrific book, many great books that are in the America Out Loud bookstore. Uh, we we do a lot of that book stuff because these are it's great to document our history and document our thoughts with books. So I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, they can do a lot of other things in the media, but they can't really take unless they have a book burning. Uh, we we have those to cement the moment, you know. Uh, and uh, so uh, Trevor Trevor Loudon, thank you for joining me, my brother. It's good to have you on the Voice of a Nation, sir. It's good to be here. Good to be here, Malcolm. Yeah, privilege to have you, sir. We got a lot to talk about. Let's start off here with Fonnie Willis. I have to tell you now, very seldom can I watch any particular hearings or uh, whether it's a court case, whether it's a confirmation in its full entirety, because uh, my life just doesn't allow that. Uh, but this one was hard to put down. I have to in full confession to you. It was hard to put down. So even when I was go working, uh, you know, steadfast, I had to have it out of the backdrop to see what was happening. It was very compelling and it was drama like we haven't. I don't remember a case quite like this. Uh, and uh, so I guess what I want to ask you first, uh, we're in, you know, this is kind of looking at this thing right now, Trevor. And I mean, she's definitely an oddball. There's no doubt about that in every capacity of life. But... Do you think she has regrets at this point? Because this is going to 
create a ruckus in her career, in her personal life. I mean, you never go, you never dial this back again. What she's just put out there, you, you don't get a retake on this thing. Do you think she has regrets inside? Or do you think she's so oblivious to it that it doesn't really matter? I, I'd like to ask you that first. No, I, I don't think she has regrets. So I think she, <clears throat> I think she's a pretty convicted person. She believes in the left-wing narrative. She believes that, uh, she was justified in doing whatever she's done. And, and she was pretty compelling in a lot of her speech. She was very strong. You know, she was a very, very aggressive mm. when she came out, uh, you know, for a start. But she settled in. But I don't think she regrets. I, I think she's uh, she believes in what she's saying and she'll push it through to the end. Right, right. And what, believe in what you say is the key. And I guess you're right to the point if you look at her body language and her uh, – documentation of her testimony, even though some of it was whacked out off the wall, um, crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, you're right. She, the, the body language and the motivations of that, I would not discount what you say there. Although there were a few things she certainly stretched the boundaries of and knew what she was doing to do it. Now, there in, I, my other guess I want to ask you here up front, Trevor, my guess is she's in deep water in a whole lot of areas. I'm not sure she truly understands. Now you tell me if you'd, you'd think differently on this, but I'm not sure she truly understands the ramifications of some of the, um, the gamble she's taken here, because it is a gamble. There are a lot of things she's put out there now that her life has been exposed in certain ways. Uh, and I, I don't know that she fully grasped that yet, but there's, there's a price to pay for some of this and what she's put out there. I, I believe, what do you say to that? Well, look, I, th I think she was brought up in a, a, a extreme left-wing family. I think she's bought the left-wing narrative all her life. She thinks it's right. She thinks she's justified in her views and justified in her, beha in her behavior. I think she's very entitled. You know, her father, she was brought up by, by um, the Black Panther John Floyd, I believe, uh, yeah. You know, that's as radical as you can get. These are pro-Maoist Chinese communists <laughs> who are all about racial grievance and all about um, correcting the the those so-called grievances. So I think she thinks she's entitled <laughs> to everything she's done. Yeah. I think she thinks she's in the right. And I would say the the biggest thing I problem I actually have is not any potential corruption there. I think it is that she is so completely embedded in the left-wing narrative, there's no way she can be an objective judge. Uh, will, will the judge see that? And let's get to that crux of this story now, uh, Trevor. Do you think, um, and, and one quick thing before I go there, to your point, I just want to say, uh, you described it really well, the backdrop, the father, the whole narrative, the, the Maoist, that whole thing. And I, and I say that because there were multiple reference points is about, you know, the black man. And I'm not trying to be racist, Your Honor. And typically when people qualify that, when they say that, I find no matter who they are, black, white or indifferent, you know, I'm not trying to be That's when they are racist. Well, you have to yeah, qualify yeah. your statement. You're being a racist person, don't you think? Yeah, that's when they say, with all due respect, and then they go and insult <laughs> you. You know, it's, it's exactly that. Now, she believes that she's part of an oppressed minority, that her job is to set that right. Um, she's intrinsically a Marxist, whether she understands that or not. And so I think she she believes she's done nothing wrong and will make the best decision to to crucify Trump if she gets a chance. If she gets I think a chance. she's already made up her mind that he's guilty. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so um, I, I think she's a completely inappropriate person for this. All right. Well, let's talk about if she gets that chance now. Uh, so that's uh, that you say there is a great segue to talk about this judge. Now, the judge is in a hell of a position. Uh, I'm not sure one he really wants to be in. But if you're looking for a little limelight, you know, sometimes in America, Trevor, it is American politics and the way we do it here is sort of like the National Enquirer, frankly, I might say to you. And yeah. that short of murder or rape, you can pretty well get a, get away with about anything to some degree. In other words, your popularity and your notoriety rises, even if you're a, a jackass or a lion sob. You're still there's a there's a, you know there's a bit of something that comes with that in America. We we're very tolerant. It's it's it is a national inquiry sort of thing. And a lot of these stories, you become uh, you know famous for that statement, and then there's some sort of life ahead for you. So no matter what happens here, all the players around this, the, the whole world is watching this thing. It's it's crazy stuff. The judge, the judge is in a hell of a position. Um, you know, what happens? Well, I don't know. You know, the whole world, the whole country is focusing on him and, and the decisions he makes here. Um, sort of damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, isn't he? But, you know, just, just back to Fanny for a minute. She, she is, you know, looking to her future. She's not going to apologize for anything because if she apologizes for anything, that, that, shows weakness and that's her case over she's got to bluff her way through this and um so the judge is in this position um uh, you know it's the wisdom of solomon but i i would think you would have to find against her person well i look i shouldn't i, I shouldn't really say that but um no but you feel I, that I think, way you feel that way right i, I, feel, I feel that that he should um find against her you know, yeah, but, but I think a lot of people would agree know, with the, you. Yeah. The problem is in, in America, one of the big problems in America right now is we don't have a lot of faith in the justice system because hmm. we've seen obvious injustices repeatedly and, and and the judicial system repeatedly weaponized. So it's more it is more useful to know the ideological background of the judge or the lawyer than it is to know the facts of the case. That's going to tell you more about the outcome than the facts of the case. All right. There's also talk about the fact that this is so out there and the way there are certain things that were done with the uh, the appointments on this with, of course, Nathan Wade, but also uh, the way this thing has come together with the irregularities. And I have heard legal experts saying this entire case could could, depending on how this judge rules and the way that comes down, could even blow up like totally, like not even fall into some of the jurisdiction and another uh, DA, but could totally implode because the uh, Trump lawyers uh, could um, wreak havoc on that, uh, just as any good vulture would on the dead carcass. Uh, you see that as a possibility here? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And they should. <laughs> I'm sure they will try and do that. You know, she's a very vulnerable person. She's clearly biased. Mm -hmm. She she clearly has trouble distinguishing um, what is appropriate and what isn't. And uh, she, so she's she is. Uh, I, I'm glad she's in charge of this case in many ways because it weakens the case. The fact that she's there because it, the the bias is it, there's no there's no 
pretense here that we're talking yeah. about an unbiased situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, to your point that you just made, which is uh, interesting, I was thinking here, Trevor, that, you know, I've seen commentary about if you, there's a kind of a, um, a trend here or a thread that runs through some of these uh, cases, I guess you might say maybe. In other words, some of these things, it, it was commented many times that, well, if you were going to bring a case against a former president, well, okay, so it would have to be totally ironclad, number one, okay, but you you would have to, like, thread every needle, like, perfectly. You'd want to be, like, sparkling. You'd want to make sure every element of your life was in order. You'd want to make sure every piece you touched of anything would be totally, totally proper. You just want, and this woman did totally the opposite. Many people are saying that's the same thing. So, In other words, the only it's been said that some of these people that would bring out these kinds of cases are a bit too tightly wound or a bit of a screwball in the case of Fannie uh, Willis or in the case of an Alvin Bragg and the case of some of these other clowns here, uh, that there's a common thread running through some of this, that somebody really competent in the legal profession would step off of the crack pipe and not be doing these kinds of things. You, you see anything there? Well, yeah, because these people are left-wing fanatical ideologues and they see the Trump movement as a fascist, racist movement that will destroy America. So anything is justified from that point of view. It's a it's a moral obligation. No matter if you all the skeletons in your closet or whatever, you just gotta attack this guy and make something stick. And see, I, I call us the Hogan's heroes phenomena, you know, because we all saw the show Hogan's Heroes oh, yeah. and, and oh, yeah. all about the the clever prisoners of war sabotaging the Nazis and murdering the Nazis and deceiving the Nazis and destroying the Nazis. And we were all on the side of Hogan's Heroes because nothing is too horrible to do to a Nazi. Well, these people regard Trump as a Nazi. These people regard the MAGA movement as a fascist movement. So you are justified in any tactic to take this down. You are morally obligated to lie and steal and stretch evidence because the threat is so great from their opinion that anything is justified. It's it's hard to fathom today, Trevor, that uh, you or I uh, or anybody in our caliber uh, of people that, um, you know, we, we, uh, we we love freedom. We love our country. We love we love God. We love all of the things that uh, make us who we are. That we would be called out as a supremacist or a fascist or a uh, you know whatever they labels they put races they put on us all. Uh, but yet that is the case today. They've made the good guys or they've tried to make the good guys into the bad guys, and and of course are amazing, top notch, brilliant. Fourth estate media in our country have absolutely uh, gone along with all of this and has helped freedom out so much uh, with their calls for truth and freedom. Don't you think, Trevor? <laughs> You're being a little facetious there, are you, Malcolm? But but look, um, you know, you know Fanny Willis comes out of the same embittered Marxist race-orientated background that Barack Obama came from, mm -hmm. that Stacey Abrams comes from, yeah. that Kamala Harris comes from, the Black Lives Matter comes from. This is They see the world in a totally different way. They see themselves as the freedom fighters against this these centuries of white oppression. 
They've, they've got the, this has been in them since they were little kids. So we, they don't think like we do. Yeah. They don't see America as great at all. They see America in a very, very different light. So it's it's not surprise. Shouldn't be surprising that they are so vindictive and so willing to trample on anything that's good and decent because they they believe they're on the side of right and they have if they have to cut corners to defend uh, the progressive vision and defeat the fascist danger they'll do so yeah. with with a clean conscience yeah you know what you say right there is is so vitally important that uh, my, my fellow Americans I, I want to put a spotlight on that just a quick moment for me please uh, what Trevor shares there with all of us is so vitally important uh, it, because it becomes the fabric of who these people are and the way they think, the way they act. And Trevor ha harkens back in my my mind to uh, uh, to uh, making the point and remembering that behind a lot of the things, and when we talk about the special counsel, Robert Hur a little bit here, and some of the things going on in the O-Biden uh, 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 world, and I'll say O-Biden because it is <laughs> Obama-Biden. It really is O-Biden. That's what we really be calling it. Uh, his, um, uh, you know, the the uh, Barack Obama has had, I mean, he, uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll make this statement to you. Uh, this is going to... Uh, probably irritate some people, but in our lifetimes, uh, Trevor, and you and I in our lifetimes right now in our existence here on this planet, in this country, and uh, what we do here, and we look at the presidency of the United States here, and we look at the leaders that we recall in modern times here, and I would say this statement to you, the president that has had the most impact and the most in, in influential um, grasp, uh, control, of American politics in our nation, who has made the biggest impact in America today. I, I don't think there's any, it's not Ronald Reagan. It's not Donald Trump. It's, not even, it's number 44. It is Barack Obama. That's who's made the biggest impact in our country. Yep. What do you say to that, sir? No, no question. You know, Obama was the first hmm. hardcore, we've had other Marxist presidents before, but... Right. He was the most hardcore, motivated, prepared uh, president. He had an agenda and he had a network of people around him, that communist network from Chicago, from New York. He was a prepared candidate. He was worked on. He was nurtured for 20 years to get in that position. So he was like a surfer riding that perfect wave. And when he got in there... He instituted all this DEI stuff, this diverse, you know, equity, inclusion, whatever, all this um, politically correct stuff in the military. He gutted the upper ranks of the military and replaced them with his lackeys. He um, totally ra radicalized the Justice Department and the FBI and the CIA, um, changed their immigration policies, education policies, student loans, he, he, you know, Reagan did, you know, Reagan probably did 20% of what he wanted to do to bring America to, to freedom. I'd say Obama probably did about 70% of what he wanted to do to bring America to, to bring America to communism. He set the stage, um, things that, that will take a lot to overturn. He changed the culture of the country. He fundamentally transformed the country towards communism.
If, uh, if, if Obama did 70 percent and uh, and uh, Trump and um, I'm sorry, and uh, Reagan, 20 percent. And, and I'm with you on your numbers and what you're doing. What do you think Trump uh, got done the percentage with all the attacks he had on those four years? So five percent. <laughs> oh, no, I would say probably probably a bit more than Reagan in some ways. The tax cuts. Oh, no, the successes were incredible. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm talking about the overarching agenda that he would have liked yeah, to have done yeah. and completed for America, that they they cut him at the cap knees. They took baseball bats and beat the hell out of him at the, on the knees. That's what I'm talking about, my friend. Yeah, probably about 20%, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Like, like he, he had a, a transformative effect in a lot of areas, but he didn't get the chance to to consolidate them and expand on them. Yeah. You know, we, we saw the great improvements in America in that time, and he had a lot of the Republican Party against him, all of the Democrat Party against him, yeah. um, you know, international forces against him. And it's a wonder he got anything yeah. done. That's, just my point, sheer, buddy. That's my point. The sheer force of his personality. Yeah. A, and I'm hoping, should he get back into the office again, I hope he does that he will have learned his personnel lessons and not hire so many losers <laughs> and and hire a heck of a lot more hardcore people and don't take any prisoners. Don't be a nice guy. He is actually too nice. Yeah, That's yeah. one of his problems. <laughs> Trevor, Loudon, Trevor Loudon says, everybody mark that down, please. Donald Trump is, was being too nice. Now, that, that's cool. He was. That's cool. All right. He tries to be this tough guy, I'm firing you, I'm firing you, but he didn't really fire many people at all. No, I know. You know, no, but, there were you know, times I said he should take a bus over to the Justice Department and load James Comey and the rest of the cats on the bus and bring them over to the unemployment line. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. And and I'm I'm thinking this time will be different. It's got to be different for America's survival. Well, well, let me um, say this to you back, please, to your point. This is a big point you just made here. I would say to you that what you just described right now about what he might or might not do in term two, and he would be the only, uh, he would be the second president. I think it was... Uh, Pretty sure it's Grover, Grover right. Cleveland was the only other one, right? Grover Cleveland was the only other one that achieved that notoriety to come back one cycle later. When I'm pretty sure that's, uh, in fact, I know it is, yeah. Um, but um, he um, he'd be the only one. It, it make history, obviously. But but well, no, Barack Obama did too. No, he didn't skip a. He didn't skip a. a yeah, he did. He skipped the Trump election. And he's come back now. <laughs> I love it. You smooth character, you. Oh, man, he got me on that one, friends. He got me. All right. Yeah, uh, that just cements the point that this is his third term again, right? He really created history a couple times over now. Amazing. You know, I love it. I love it. You're 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 ahead of me there. Um, You know, I, I think that uh, it's it's uh, uh, with Obama, it's. Um, it's. I mean, we just all know what's happening, what's transpiring here, and this transformation he had promised to uh, to the world and to uh, Americans, uh, he is absolutely fulfilling. It plays pretty well to your narrative about this Maoist and sort of uh, racist uh, DEI uh, deal here that has uh, really screwed up our country. That's why people are scratching their heads and saying. Well, what are we living in? I mean, what's happening? All right, let's put all that over there a moment here because it's it's pretty wild. But I, I just want to get back now for a moment here because I, I just can't leave some of this this moment before we get on to Hurley. 
I want to ask you right now. All right, so Fonnie Willis, that that uh, lovable little DA there in Fulton County, there. Okay, uh, so she hires Nathan Wade in 2021. As she references the black man, she refers to him in a lot of other ways. Everything about this whole thing was, re- in fact, she actually come out oh, a couple of weeks ago. You probably seen this, uh, Trevor. And she was uh, claiming racism all the way. The only reason she was being targeted in any of this is because of what she was black. It was race. Uh, it was yeah. all about her and the uh, the dude there were black. And that was the reason that they were. I mean, you've seen that, right? You've seen that. Uh, look, look, this and this is typical. You know, you get caught in nepotism. You get caught in something. You play the race card and, and, and everybody's supposed to back off and let you get away with it. But this is the entitlement thing is, is she genuinely believes this. Yeah. She thinks America is intrinsically racist and she's doing what is right and she's just getting something back from the man and she's putting her brothers in power and she's doing, you know, because you deserve it because you've been ripped off all your life. So you deserve to get something back. And the only reason this will be called out is because of those horrible, horrible racists. Okay. So do you think that... Uh, the fact she hires them at 21, they're trying to stay with this narrative that it didn't become romantic, it didn't become a thing. And my fingers are up in quotes uh, because you could just look at the thing and you'll see what the thing is. Uh, but they didn't become a thing in a relationship. She qualifies that as sex. Of course, the uh, the other the uh, attorneys came back and said, no, no, we're not talking about it. We're talking about the fact that you had you were holding hands. You were. Well, I'm not a whole hand holder. She said, I don't need no man to hold me up. I'm an independent black woman. I got it, man. I don't need anybody. That's a beautiful. Well, why, place. why does she even have to say black? Why can't she just say I'm an independent woman? They're, they're right there. They're right there. That tells you her thinking. Oh, yeah. Everything about it. Everything she did. So the fact that uh, they're trying to get this timeline, here's the crux of this thing now. Beside all the improprieties of all of it, she's made it a gossip thing. Georgia will be talking about this thing forever. I mean, I don't know how she goes on and shows up at Chop Steakhouse again in in, uh, right there in the heat of Buckhead. Uh, And I've been there many times, by the way, at that Chop Steakhouse. It's a fabulous little place. And uh, some other, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure, they got some great restaurants in Atlanta, that's one of them. And uh, how does she show up there again in the neighborhood? But I don't really know, maybe it probably doesn't matter to her anyways. I I don't think she feels any shame, she feels entitled, she'll be quite happy to go to these nice restaurants. Everybody be talking about her and pointing over, and she'll and, be like, "And if she loses, it'll just prove that yeah. the right, this white racist, uh, you know, white racists were out to get her." And if she wins, well, that even proves it even better that we beat the system, we beat the man. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the t- I want to stay just to the timeline uh, b- before we uh, have to pause a moment, and then uh, yeah, I want to get on to Hurley. But but this timeline now is real key to this whole conversation here, Trevor. And the timeline is that they're saying, well, no, they didn't become a thing till after. Okay, fine. And yet the evidence is starting to show quite otherwise with all of this. Obviously, they prepped the father. He knew what he was going to say when he came in, so on and so forth, to be very careful of this timeline. But it looks like a lot of other evidence. It looks like they've got, uh, uh, you know, the Trump lawyers, looks like they've got evidence that is going to be contrary to the point there. Uh, which shows that why, you know, again, back to having a squeaky clean record or back the fact that, you know, you're going to hire the guy, you're going to fly the even the vision of that, even if it was that you had all these wads of cash 
and you did everything by the book, which doesn't appear to be the case, and you were traveling all over the world, and because he was a thing now, and you were a couple, and so on and so forth. And I mean, how do you walk that line? And I don't see how the judge can even put this back into her court. She's made a mockery out of it. At the very least, he's got to pull this away from her. And in which case, many are predicting this whole thing is going to blow up as a big firebomb. And because it's so whacked out, and it's that's it. It's going to just, nobody's going to be held. There's nothing to it. What do you say? What's, what's the bottom line? Yeah, I, I, I tend to, yeah. <laughs> it's a hard one to say because I don't really know much about the judge. And and I, I, I think I think they're going to find it. I think he's going to find against her. Um, I, I think they would, for ideological reasons, if nothing else, they, they just, she's too embarrassing. It's too public now. And although Fanny Willis is fine with it and she loves all the publicity, um, I, I think they just want to keep hammering Trump, and that's the main issue. And if they have to, they have to get rid of her to keep this case going or, or change it somehow. I think they'll do that. Yeah, yeah, and that may be. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to blow the whole thing up. To your point here, uh, that's that would take a lot to do that with now that it has been filed and all of this. But uh, I'll tell you, she uh, she has become. Um, uh, a really famous figure, uh, Trevor, almost overnight now, uh, based on this, these wackadoodles and this whole case coming. I, uh, I'm, I'm sure she'll be an opera for a while and there'll be a book coming and all this kind of stuff. Exactly. She's made a future. No, no matter what happens, she's going to be able to be just fine and buy plenty of those uh, stilettos and eat at plenty of chop houses in the future here. No doubt about yeah. it here. Uh, so, all right. That, that is the case here of uh, of uh, the, the funny Willis. We'll see where it all plays out, friends. It is a riveting case to be sure here. And But you hear Trevor's comments, you know, and Trevor brings up some really cool points here about this this ideology and the way this uh, this movement thinks. It's a lot to consider with what we just tra transpired here, what we just talked about. Uh, I, I think that uh, that lays over this entire case here out of Fulton County. It's just one example, and there's a whole lot of these, of course, out there now. But but this is one prime example, uh, and uh, I, I'm, I think we're all going to be very curious to see where it goes. Uh, one thing about it is uh, this: I can say uh, this will, be, at the very least, this has delayed this thing till the cows come home. It will definitely be after an election. Now, there's no way this thing is back on, uh, you know, uh, any aggressive timeline like they're all trying to do. Uh, so that is one interesting thing that has come out of this. No matter what else happens, there's no way they can rush to judgment now on anything. Everything has to go through a whole nother system, and that's it. That's been at least there. So. Fascinating, fascinating stuff here. Uh, we couldn't have predicted some of this coming into 2024. Uh, we, we knew it was going to be a, a very interesting year. We've said this multiple times in, at the end of the year, but it's it's surpassing our expectations at this point, I have to tell you. What an aggressive news cycle. What, what an incredibly aggressive news cycle, uh, friends. And up next, I want to talk about the special counsel, Robert Hur, and get Trevor's thoughts on that case as well in regard to uh, what he put out there. And this is very very edgy, very controversial, to, to say the least. Um, the fact that Hurt didn't charge him uh, whatsoever based on this other thing and, uh, and the fact that he's you know doesn't have the mental uh, capacity to even understand what's happening. But yet he's got the mental capacity to be president of the United States, they would argue. It, it reeks unbelievable. If he did the crime, 
Uh, usually we had a form of justice in this country where you paid the price when you did a crime of that magnitude. But these people, they play Houdini on the left. I've said this to you, just I said it last weekend, we're talking to Sydney, one of the best uh, uh, federal prosecutors, former federal prosecutors, attorneys in the country. And, uh, you know, she, she said the same thing. I mean, it, they're Houdinis on the left. They continually manipulate the system and the narrative and get out of this. It, justice is, is fleeting in our nation, to be sure here. Well, it's not fleeting at AmericaOutloud.news. It's where we fight for liberty and justice for all uh, every day. Uh, it's our commitment here uh, to this movement, to what we're doing here. Uh, and it is the rise of independent media, friends. More than anything else, that's what we do here. It's the rise of independent media because we've lost the legacy media. We've lost the networks. We've lost all of that, the cable channel. It's all, it's, it's all corrupt. It's terrible what's happened in our nation. As I said to Trevor up front, that fourth estate, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, yeah, sarcasm for sure. It's sinful. That's going to be actually the biggest story to come out of this era. It's not even going to be all this lawfare stuff. It's going to say, where the hell was the fourth estate? Did they report any of this stuff? <laughs> they were more than out to lunch, friends. I mean, they, 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 bought, they bit the farm here on this one. I've got to tell you, man, it's sad. And, and, that, and that's funny. That's what's happened in other, uh, you know, uh, communist eras of humanity, uh, the fourth estate is sucked up right away from these elites. And that's what's happened here in America. I'm telling you, friends, I'm telling you. And that's, uh, that's why we're, we are the enemy here now. We are the enemy, no doubt about it. But listen, uh, help us share the out loud truth, please. We have an incredible, incredible uh, team of, as you know, host, radio host. Uh, all the shows go to podcast, of course, our writers, our columnists, the uh, the, the work we're doing here back at the network is pretty incredible. Uh, and we do believe, as you see right at the top of, uh, of uh many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Join you just on the other side. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to AmericaOutloud.shop. That's AmericaOutloud.shop. And use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CoFixRx because it works. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Many 
Voices, One Freedom, United in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, my fellow Americans and all of our friends around the world. Uh, welcome into the broadcast. A privilege to be with you always. Uh, thank you for joining us on the broadcast here. Uh, got Trevor Loudon here with me today and just love uh, having him on and uh, being able to talk to a, a, a true patriot and somebody who understands uh, uh, these fights and the battles, but also from a, from a worldly view of understanding the these uh, these narratives and the stories it's amazing how a lot of this connects together friends and where it all comes from you know as we fight the good fight every day here uh this story of uh special counsel robert her uh trevor is one for the record books and here's what i i mean we see what's happened with uh the special counsel now the gop lawmakers are calling for you can't have it both ways you can't have the guy in saying that you can't charge him and still have him in as president of the United States. I mean, that has got to be the craziest thing we've ever seen in any of these trials. How is it, Trevor, they can do this? How can we have both of those? Because they are having their cake and eat it, too. I mean, it profoundly documents the point you just made moments ago when you said, well, we know who's running the farm here. It's Barack Obama. I mean, does anybody question? We've got nobody in their possible right mind. I mean, you no matter who you are, you couldn't possibly think Joe Biden is the president of the United States. So why are we allowing this at this point? I mean, you can come on and give me some narrative. Uh, don't throw me a softball on this answer. But Trevor, it's not it, nothing about this is right. Why is this? Why is anybody? Why doesn't somebody stop the America round and get out there and say, enough of the acts here, enough of the clown acts, get out of the Capitol steps and raise holy hell. What do you say about that, sir? Well, we, we need to be shouting from the from the rooftops for sure. I think there's two there's two things at play here. One one is the Democrats, this is revolutionary truth. You know, you wonder how people can hold two contradictory points of view at one time. Well, they're not contradictory if you're if you're a leftist, because the only truth is revolutionary truth when you're a leftist. The only truth is whatever serves the revolution, because you're creating a world that's going to change humanity for millions of years. So just telling a little lie here or whatever, that's nothing. That's nothing at all. So. All these Democrats. Hold on, hold on. let me jump in here to your point. Hold on, keep your keep your thoughts. But let me let me ask you something. You, you, you again, your nails a big point to me. So what you're saying, I want people to understand something, Trevor. You're saying how serious is this moment? How how really important? How historical is this moment? You're saying everybody should recognize, but bar none, that we are in a revolutionary moment of of time of our history. 
That's important. That's important. That statement. That's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like in, in normal times, do you think the Democrats would even try and defend this? But they, they are so close to getting complete power that they're not going to let anything, anything upset the apple cart. So, you know, they could go up and, and take a lie detector test. Is it okay for a president of the United States to be so mentally challenged he can't be charged, but at the same time stand for re-election? And they would say absolutely, but not if it was Trump. You know? Not if it was anybody. anybody not if else. it was any because it suits because they want to keep all their options open. So they're going to push this as far as they can go. Um, maybe because they just part of this is also to dispirit us. You know, like the, like the Epstein assassination. Wow. Everybody knows Jeffrey Epstein was assassinated. Everybody. But you've got to pretend you don't. You know, pretend is the word. Pretend. Why are we pretending? I mean, you and I are not here, and maybe many of our listeners may not be pretending. But, but listen, even international figures are pretending. The world is pretending. The the parties are pretending. Congress is pretending. The Supreme Court is pretending. Uh, the 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 flower handlers and the maintenance guy is. Pre- why the hell is everybody pretending? Because. Part of it's out of fear that you don't want to buck the narrative. You either believe in that you either a part of the narrative and you want to push it forward or you're too scared to buck it because of the repercussions you'll get. This is this is causing mass uh, psychosis, a mass cognitive dissident dissidence dissonance across the whole world. And this is what all world talked about. This is what they talked about in the Soviet Union, you know. Everybody had to parrot the party line, even though you knew it was total garbage. You know, the famous the famous incident when they were torturing Winston in the book 1984, and they were telling him, you've got to say two plus two equals five. <laughs> and they kept torturing him. Two plus two equals five. No, no, no. And they kept torturing him until he said, yes, all right, two plus two equals five. And then they kept torturing him. And he said, well, why, why? And he said, you've got to believe it. Mm. You've got to believe it. They are trying to change our consciousness here. They're trying to make us accept lies, being intimidated, being unwilling to say the truth. And when you've got a, this creates a mass psychosis. You've got a whole country now, um, or half the country that is either buying into this stuff or is intimidated too intimidated to say anything about it. And that's most of our leadership. So, um, you, you know, they won't state the problem. You know, how many of our Republicans will get up and say, we are in a Marxist revolution here? That's why the borders are wide open. That's why the shenanigans in the White House. That's why they're, they're using the judicial system to go after people. Because we're in a revolution. This is a power grab. But how many of our leaders will come up and say what is patently obvious to millions of Americans? I want to say to you, Trevor, stop the America round. I want to get off, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, well. This this is it. You can't get off. You're on it. we got to break through it. But Trevor, Trevor, two plus two is not fine, brother. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give that to you, bud. Yeah, yeah. I know. And you shouldn't because you're a man of integrity. 
Mm. And you, the reason, if you are or, or if you were not a man of integrity, you wouldn't be on the air saying what you're saying now mm. and getting yourself on a list. So, so um, yeah, this is a time where we're only going to be saved by telling the truth. Mm. Telling the truth takes courage, and courage comes from faith. Wow. You have to believe in something bigger than yourself to, to give yourself the courage to stand in these times. Yeah. That, that, is, that is the primary issue of our time. Yeah, yeah. What a profound, profound conversation. A profound. I mean, I just made some notes here and I, I get it. I get it. I just want people to get it. You know, the mass psychosis. Okay, put that there, friends. The pretend, you know, reminding us about Orwell. And as you were talking about, Trevor, one, one of my favorite books as a young lad, I've read it many times as a young lad. And and I and I you just reminded me again because Oh, just recently somewhere that came up some months ago here. And I'm reminded now, I, I'm actually inclined now to go back again at this point of my life and read that book again, which I don't normally do because there's so much to do moving forward and in today's world. But it's great to grab onto some of those books again and some of the historical context. And I'm actually reckoned to go back and now read the details of that again, just to have that fresh on my memory as we move forward that you know the orwell winston and the the two plus two five it was a landmark book yeah um, you're right right and, and and you know Orwell had been on the left Orwell had been a leftist he know knew how they work mm -hmm. and he knew that when the when the bad guys get power lies become truth and truth becomes lies well what are we in in america right now you know how can you even contemplate spinning this narrative that the president's too too brain damaged to stand trial, but he's fine to stand for re-election. You could only do that uh, in a society uh, where cognitive yeah. dissident, dissonance is just rampant, where we're living in a psychosis. Yeah, yeah, we're living in a psychosis. Because, again, they have them run in for a re-election campaign. You're exactly right. And at this moment, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, everybody's predicting he's not going to be the end result, that they got, there's a, it's, a, it's a, a bait and switch kind of thing. And at the DNC, and we know, Trevor, you, you and I know, and I think most of our friends here know that are listening, know that, you know, the DNC always picks the candidate. We've seen that through Donna Brazil. We've seen that through uh, Bernie Sanders. They always pick the candidate. The, the people do not. And so that would not be unusual at all, quite frankly, It'd be protocol for them. But they think there's a lot of talk. They're going to pull him out at the last minute and install somebody else. You you, you believe that's an accurate? Uh, I think that's very possible, you know. Um, look, but I think there's many options on the table here. You know, they know that Biden is a horrible candidate, but they're thinking, well, we can put Trump in jail. We can... Um, somebody's going to do something crazy this year. We can start rounding up the right. We can start arresting people. You know, there, there are all of these, we could have a war, we could have terrorist incidents. So they got a lot of options here. So I don't even think the election is, you know, Biden is really the biggest issue for them. You know, I'm sure they would like a much better candidate, absolutely, but they're stuck with them. Yeah. And at this point, and it'd be a, a bit of a, you know, it's going to be a problem to to get rid of them. Right. But but I, I don't think it's their biggest problem. Well, they may not have a choice before too long here because he's he's a, 
deteriorating at such a fast rate now. I'm not yeah. sure how the puppet master continues forward. And I have to tell you, I'm reminded, Trevor, to throw a point at you. I know this is a, a sidebar here, but uh, I sometimes like sidebars. And uh, But uh, with the death here of uh, Navalny in uh, Russia with the Kremlin, uh, yeah. what a hell of a thing I'm thinking about. You're talking about Trump as a prisoner uh, where they want to put him away. I mean, I see a lot of similarities there in the way they uh, imprison people out there, the way Putin does. It kind of gives you a sense that maybe that's why the left, they always do these talking points and narratives about Putin, but they're actually like blood brothers with him. They actually are one and one the same. Uh, what, what do you say to that, sir? Yeah, well, look, look, the Democratic Party has been in bed with the Russians for 60 years, but they've been flipping the narrative now you know, to say they're the patriots. We're going to stand up against Putin. You know, we're going to call out the this, uh, this stuff, you know, so that they're taking this false patriotism on board. And and it's it's pretty sick if you look at the backgrounds of, you know, Biden has been working in the interests of the Russians since the 1970s. You know, Hillary Clinton uh, was heavily involved with the Russians as, as a young woman. So was, so was, um, so was Bill Clinton. Hmm. You know, the Russians have interfered in elections, at least going back to the Kennedy, um, the, the, the Kennedy election of 1960 against Nixon, you know, so, so, um, but, this is the age, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that the traitors become the patriots. Well, they are all together. The globalist, uh, the China, the Maoist movement, as you say, the the Russia. It's all connected here uh, with yeah. the our political leadership. And where they're trying to take America, which people started telling me this some years ago. And, you know, Trevor, in full disclosure to you, I thought they were out of their freaking minds when people were, I mean, they, really, they would tell me this. I'm, I'm very serious. They would tell me this, like, you know, some years ago. And I would think, oh, you people, what are you on? Like, I really didn't buy it at all because it was so out there, man. Boy, was I, am I, am I eating a lot of, uh, 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 you know, um, what do they call it? Uh, what do you eat when you when you uh, fall for it or something? I don't know. Whatever that is. Uh, crow. Was it crow? Crow. crow. Maybe it's crow. I was going to say olives. I don't know why I was going to say olives. It's probably crow or a pilot. You know. Anyways, uh, I, I digress. So and back to Robin for a moment here. So this whole script now with the 25th Amendment and the 4th and they got the campaign in there. Uh, Robert Hur, did he do his, he, uh, you know, they pointed out many times, oh, he's a Republican, he was appointed by Trump, so and so forth. Did he do any favors to the situation? Could he have went more? Did he help uh, at all? I, I I don't really know. I'm asking you. What do you think? I, I think he probably went as far as he did to go. I don't think he had the courage to to indict uh, Biden, but he did He did Biden a huge amount of damage. and And I think he went as far as he did to. So we've got to be grateful for that, I think, because it's going to be very, um, you know, so now they're attacking him, of course, which, which, which they would, saying he's ideologically motivated and that, as though none of what they do is ever ideologically motivated. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm glad he's done it. It's, but this is, see, in many, many ways, it's all a bit of a distraction because Biden – whether it's Biden or Harris or Newsom, it's the machine that is the problem. It is the the deep state, which is Chinese and Russian in origin, and and that's the real problem. And while we get distracted by the the actual figure at the top of the um, party, we're we're sort of missing the point a little bit. Mm. So we look at you know the rearranging you know the the deck chairs, but while the Titanic's sinking, right. 
And so, and so yeah, the, the machine is in charge. Yeah. The Democrat machine is a deep state machine. And then parts of the Republican Party are involved too, yeah. which yeah. basically answers to Beijing well, and Moscow. Well, back, back to our members. And, and globalist institutions. It's happening from the inside, uh, Trevor. It's yeah, well, from... you, could, you could never, you know, the, the, the bad guys worked out, the globalists and communists worked out a century ago or more that you could never take America from the outside. Sure. You would have to rot her from the inside. And they used our, our naivety and our generous spirits and the openness of our institutions to, to get their people into the legal system, the education system, into government, into the unions, into media. And we are seeing now a 100 years of revolution coming to a climax. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's so much to what you say there. So much. I mean, and but it, it should give us all uh, major applause as to what's happening right now, Trevor, in the country. In the last moments we have left here, uh, you know, I've seen a piece uh, in, in the, the Nation, uh, the publication. It's like the Atlantic. When you say the Atlantic or you say the Nation, you sort of know where that's coming from. But the headline yeah. is the Supreme Court is not going to save us from Donald Trump. This is, of course, about the 14th Amendment and the Trump of Trump. You know, I, I, Sidney Powell and I last weekend on Viewpoint started talking about this thing with Trump, and she had expressed, we got into some pretty profound, it was a phenomenal interview, uh, almost like this one here is, uh, profound conversations. And it came up and she actually expressed a, a deep concern that at this point, no matter what happens with all the law fear, the biggest thing, and I had expressed, well, I, I hope there's good security around Trump at this point with, through all of these things we had been talking about. And she expressed back and said, well, that's actually my gravest concern, Malcolm, is that they're going to, that is the next move, that they will take him out bodily. She said, and she said in a very respectful but very assertive sort of way that his life is, is surely at risk by this machine that you're just talking about. Um, you see truth in that? Connect that dot? What do you think of that statement? Yeah, and this leads me to some advice for President Trump. If you want to keep yourself safer, choose a VP candidate and make sure that person is meaner and tougher and more vicious than you are mm. so that the left will be horrified at the point of them replacing you. Mm, you interesting. Know? Who would that yes. be? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You've got me. You blow me away with that statement. Let's think a minute who that might be. I mean, it's not Chris Christie. So <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding here. Who would it be? Who, who, who I, is there? Anybody who would qualify in that? I just I, I don't see an immediate. Sure. There's nobody immediate jumps, jumps in. My, I, mm. I want someone from a mid-level military position. Mm. You know, maybe special forces or someone like that, someone who understands what we're because the next president is going mm. to be facing off against Putin. That's a great idea. What you say there, though, Trevor, that is a fun, fantastic idea. This I has got to be a, and it's got to be a, 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 somebody so tough and so hard bitten. You know, and usually the president picks an understudy. Well, this person has got to be willing, you know, right out there to lead and could take over from the president in a heartbeat if we're facing, you know, if, if we're facing off Xi or Putin or Rocket Boy or whatever, you know, or the or the or the necessary things that are going to have to happen to get rid of the millions of illegal immigrants in this country before they create total chaos. So 
They're this already doing about, it. They're already doing it. This is not it. about gender. This is not about gender or race balance. The only criterion should be this has to be a tough, mean SOB. That's what it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, that, and they're they're already doing it. As you see, the migrants, the activity, the crimes, everything that's happening, the, the beating up cops, the things that are happening, it's all over the place. It's everywhere. And that, that, that genie's out there now. Trump has threatened to send all that back, but I don't know how you put that genie back in the bottom now. I mean, they're running loose, not to mention the uh, the other thing that's going to happen, and you and I have talked about this, Trevor, is the real sincere possibility of, tr- uh, of a terrorist, a massive major terrorist uh, act in our country. Uh, exactly. we, cannot, we cannot rule that out, can we, sir? Last, last thought. That's right. You, you don't, you don't want someone like Christy Nomas with a nice, pretty little right. hair, right. being the VP. You want somebody who's going to take charge. Your job is to take out the terrorists, sir. That's your job. Get the military going. Whatever you have to do, yeah. seek and destroy. That's, That's the kind of person who has to be on that ticket with Trump. That's a really good point here. And, you know, I love uh, Christy Nome as a governor of the year. I would love her. Uh, yeah, but your point is well taken. You really do need, and you make me think here now, you need a good SOB in there uh, that can follow that whole act up. On will try bottom line, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Trevor Loudon, my friend, what a what a conversation. Uh, thank you for uh, for for, uh, you know, talking to me today and talking to our listeners and spending some time. Uh, let me I really appreciate you, brother. OK, well, it's, it's always a pleasure, Malcolm. And and, and uh, just love and respect to your audience. It's uh, we, we've got a big year coming up. We're all got to have our uh, noses to the grindstone. Um, just here's here's my final statement. Not saving America, not working to save America is a sin. It's a, it's a grave sin. Not giving everything you can to save your family, your country, everything you hold dear in this time is a sin. Amen. And we do not want that on our heads, do we? No, no amen. And I'll put an exclamation mark on what you say there on the word sin. I'll put an exclamation mark. And, and um, okay. Uh, what what a what an amazing broadcast! I have to tell you, my, my fellow Americans, uh, just absolutely brilliant, just absolutely brilliant. There are some massive, major points here that uh, Trevor and I have discussed here. Uh, be sure to circulate this one when it gets to podcast here over the weekend. Uh, and uh, privileged to be with you always. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. Mm-hmm.